Hey guys, it's Casper from Massachusetts. Um, I am coming to talk to you guys about two interesting subjects in one. The first one is ableist or abled are weird or the ableists are weird. And I'm going to tell you a couple of stories about what happened with some ableists who get mad at you for not accepting their ableisms or tolerating their ableisms. Um, as some of you may or may not know, I do a lot of disability disability advocacy in the city of Boston. And usually with people, when they Google my governed name, they will find a couple of articles about me. I'm not gonna brag about it because I'm just you know trying to actually put the action into place more than talking about it. So I'm going to bring it to life in secret and not talk about it and do less. So I'm trying to actually like do more and talk less. Um, So that's what's happening here in Boston when it comes to ableisms and disabilities and stuff like that. Um, It seems like a lot of what's going on today, especially with the presidency, there's a lot of more people coming out than usual talking about you know, living with disabilities and being discriminated against and being treated like they're less than. And the second subject, which I actually have an article to back it, is a Georgia lawmaker who is trying to pass a bill that would stop guys from getting vasectomies or getting Viagra, the same way they were targeting women's rights against abortions and birth control. Um, I'm going to paste the link to the credible source in the uh, the blurb about this podcast so that if you guys are curious about this factual stuff, you can go look it up yourself. Um, I'm not going to come forward with any false information. So I always, whenever it's something like this, I always want to make sure I have my credible sources along with me. That's one of the best things I, you know, you've picked up when you study in college is making sure that when you are doing research, you have real credible source. Don't just paste anything from some random babbler online because there's a lot of babblers. So I don't want to mislead anybody. You can find it yourself. Um, bills to stop or prevent access to vasectomies and Viagra that's taking place in Georgia. The woman is going to refile the bill next year. She didn't get enough time to do it quick enough and she didn't get enough attention, of course, because it's a woman doing this. Um, So she's going to refile and I wanted to bring light to that just so more people could see it so it can get more strength and it actually become real, like real true, true, like true business and exist beyond Georgia and make its way all across the U.S. Um, There's a lot going on with... Okay, so here's what I noticed before I cut this off and start with little pieces of my segment. What I've noticed is... Maybe I'm late about this. I didn't become interested in politics until 
or somewhat interested in politics until Barack Obama became president. And Rachel Maddow was explaining a lot of things in the terminology that we as constituents would understand. So, and then I had my little exposure to it of creating some legislation myself here in the city of Massachusetts, I mean, the state of Massachusetts. Um, they're also trying to brush this under the rug because once again, it's a woman and it's someone with a disability and it's a black person doing this. So they don't want us and our voices or our efforts to be acknowledged. So they're going to purposely take forever. And I want Massachusetts to give my legislation the same exact energy that they give to their own little legislations that they just pass and toss around in the house. Equal distribution of energy. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to keep making up more bills to draft. And we're just going to pile it up until you have no choice but to stop ignoring us and quit being ableist and actually be useful for something. Anyway, so that's the intro to the segment pieces. It's pretty heavy. Um, A lot of my podcasts, for those of you who are new, are very heavy um, podcasts. By heavy, I mean intense. And by intense, I mean filled with metaphors, filled with expressive speaking, not just something covered or nothing that you beat around the bush. It's just that potent and intense. So stick around if you're interested. So I come with the first segment, which is about the ableist. Uh, Ableism and, oh gosh, I can go on for hours about all of my encounters with ableist. And I wonder at times how I still have any sanity left dealing with these ableists and their way of thinking that what they are doing is actually helpful when when it actually isn't. Not only is it useless, but it's also extremely offensive. And they just don't care. But how? let you dare have any uh, disagreement about how they treat you. Now you're like an ungrateful, mean-spirited, disabled individual. Well, if you say mean, I guess I can agree. I can be mean sometimes, and I know it, but it's only when provoked. But other than that, I'm not ungrateful. I appreciate the help that I get from some people. But let me start off with my first story about an ableist. So I guess I'm going to tell that story about that fight in Minneapolis at the bar. Oof, right? What your question is, what is a blind person doing at a bar in Minneapolis? Well, Just so you know, ableists that are listening, people who are blind and with disabilities go out and have fun too. We're allowed to. Since when did our disabilities say we weren't allowed or good enough to go be out and have fun too? Where? And where is this book that says what people with disabilities can do certain things or cannot do certain things? Where is that? I need a copy of that so I can use it for bonfire props. Mail it to me. Um, 
So the bar fight, that's the first story. The bar fight in Minneapolis, uh, got a couple of years ago, I was at a training center in Minnesota and I was really, really hungry. And so I stopped by at this place, this bar and grill restaurant, um, on Central Avenue in Southeast Minneapolis. I was really hungry and I wanted some chicken sliders and some cheese curds and perhaps a Long Island iced tea to go with it. It was the end of the day. I didn't have any meat thought out at home. I should have when I should have made some dinner at home, but I didn't feel comfortable. I mean, I didn't want to. It was late in the day. It was like five o'clock when I got there. Uh, We let out of training at like 4.30 or something. And I remember transportation running quite quickly at that time. That was pretty good because I was really hungry. So I go in and I make my order for chicken sliders and cheese curds and the classic Long Island iced tea after a long day of being stressed unnecessarily to a certain degree. And I'm just there, just minding my own business. Oh, and not to mention it was also the weekend after Pride in Minneapolis at the Loring Park next to what was used to be Lake uh, Minnehaha. No, 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 not Min- not Minnehaha. Lake Calhoun. And, and now it's now known as Lake BD Makaska. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. I'm an outsider. So if someone can correct me on that, um, it's great. You could tell me how to say it correctly. Lake BD Makaska. But it used to be called Lake Calhoun. And then the Loring Park was next to it too. And that's where uh, the pride was happening. So that whole festivity still extended into that Monday. And I'm just there eating my chicken sliders, cheese curds, and Long Island iced tea. Enjoying the time. I remember exactly what I wore that day too. I was wearing a fedora hat with a feather from a hat in Dinky Town, and a white button-down shirt, and I believe some black pants and some polo shoes. Yep. I was in style. <laughs> so just mind my own business. And some guy comes over. He looks quite distressed. Absolutely distressed. And he just comes and he plops his behind down in the chair right in front of me. And he goes, I'm going to mimic exactly how he did it in the best way possible. So this is him. So do you need any help? And I'm like, what? Help with what? He was like, uh, you know what I'm talking about. You need some help. I'm like, no, I don't need any help from you. I don't know who you are. Um, and at the time I had my straight white cane. And so the long cane is kind of like stretched out and it's laying against my shoulder as I'm sitting in front of the table, enjoying my chicken sliders, cheese curds, and Long Island iced tea. Or at least I thought I was going to enjoy it. Um, so he sits there and he still keeps going. I know I can really help you out. I can help you. And then he just licks his fingers and he starts doing this weird hissing sound. I'm like, dude, you better get away from me. You're weird. Like, please move. Like, get out from in front of me right now. I could see a little bit. So I seen him sitting right in front of me, right in my central vision that I could see out of. And he's sitting here licking his fingers, all squirreling around in his chair. Oh my God, I could really help you out right now. I'm like, 
can you get the now i'm just like absolutely annoyed now i'm just like agitated because i'm hungry and he just pisses me off that much more dude get the fuck away from me and then he goes oh this kitty is being really mean i just wanted to help you out and then he sees my cane and he pauses and he goes Oh my fucking God, I can't stand you blind people in your fucking white canes. I hate you guys in your fucking white canes. And I'm like, wow, if you hate us that much, get out from in front of me right now. Because I use a white cane. It's pretty obvious. And he goes, make me, make me get away from you. And then he stands up in front of me and I'm like, oh no, you did not just stand up in front of me right now. He had these like super short booty shorts and a dusty ass looking fishnet t-shirt. This dude was mad, dusty looking, dusty ass looking dude. And you want to start shit with people. I guess I wouldn't call that an ableist. I would say that it's just a blatant asshole at its finest. A giant asshole for sure. Um... He stands, oh my God, you're a mean, mean kitty. And I'm like, you better get the fuck away from me. So at this time, I'm just like beyond annoyed. I'm going to break my cane off on him. So I told him, if you don't move in like three seconds before I finish getting off this chair, I'm going to break my cane off on the back of your neck. And he's like, oh my God, you're so mean. And of course he didn't. So I got up and I I acted like I was gonna hit him with the cane and I swung it over my shoulder. And then he kind of like ducked and a waiter just came rushing in and was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We gotta keep it civilized. I'm like, first of all, you didn't say anything to me when he sat there in front of me licking his dusty ass fingers and shit. And all of a sudden now when I get up and I wail my cane, tip first, now it's a problem when I say something, but it was perfectly fine when he sat there bothering me. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to beat your ass today. You about to get up out of my face. So part of my French, but I, I, I don't care that, at that point. <laughs> um, so all of a sudden, more people start getting a little more feisty and a fight breaks out and I didn't get to eat my cheese curds and chicken sliders or drink my Long Island iced tea. And I somehow made my way out of the building from the back door and I snuck out and just like chairs and shit go flying and shit. I'm like deuces y'all, I'm not paying for this shit neither cause this motherfucker ruined my appetite. And I get called back to the training center And somehow they get word that a fight broke out at the bar in Minneapolis. And they asked me, what did I say to him? And this, that, and that. I said, well, why are you guys worrying about what he, what I said to him? The question is, what the fuck did he need from me? The bar was on the other side of the building. And I was way over to the right side of the bar in the restaurant section. So why is everything looking like it's being deflected on me? I'm an out-of-towner. I'm just here for training and I'm just here because of training. 
I would have never thought of Minnesota in my life had it not been for training. I'm from Massachusetts. I didn't want any bad name being placed on folks coming from Massachusetts going to that place for training. So I explained to the director and he stopped me and he said, all right, all right, all right, hold on. You know what? Don't even finish explaining. I, get, I understand exactly what happened. He's like, you're not in trouble and nor are we looking at you any different. I'm just glad you stood up for yourself or whatever. But one thing I would say is next time, don't go to that place by yourself anymore. We're not saying this because you're blind. It's just a safety thing. We are trying to keep you safe. And I said, okay, cool. Fine. I won't go there alone. Um, a bar fight that I broke out. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Over some guy that was bugging people. Like, of all people sitting there, he had to come to come next to me. Of all the people there. I don't know what happened. I don't know what tipped him off to make him come be around me, but he sure wasn't getting what he was looking for. Yeah. After he sat there and yelled at how much he hates blind people and all that stuff coming into these places, being around non-blind folks, but he was going to get a cane broken off on the back of his neck. I usually carry a backup cane anyway, so if I hit him with that cane, I was okay. I have a backup cane in my backpack all the time and I have like four other straight white canes at home at the time. So I don't care. I wasn't losing anything. (laughs) Uh, Many, many months later, I go back to that place with some friends. Not alone this time, but I go there with some friends. They're blind as well. And usually before that fight broke out, in the bar slash grill space. Everybody was just kind of ignoring our presence. But as soon as that door opened and I walked through with that fedora hat on, they opened the doors for us, pulled our seats out, offered us free drinks and food on the house. And I was like, nah, I don't don't want it no more. But I didn't turn down the free drink. I wanted some rum and coke. So... And I was like, I make sure my friends get their shit for free too. Especially after what happened last time. (laughs) So now that we had a break from the first crazy ass story of my travel adventures with ableist or just blatant assholes around the world... Um, this one is a little, a little less intense than the last one. I talked about the bar fight in Minneapolis, like 80 something episodes ago. That was probably about a year and some change ago. And people are still asking about that. Like, Hey, that bar fight in Minneapolis part was crazy. Did you ever end up going back there again? I said, yes, I did. But I followed the instructor's um, rule and I didn't go alone. I went with other people from that point on. Um, So this one is a little more quiet, I would say. It did not involve flying chairs, flying cheese curds, people getting beat in the neck with a cane or nothing like that. (laughs) 
and those metal tips on the cane are very painful. The last thing you want to do is get hit on the ankle by accident with that hot metal gliding tip in the summer. That shit will burn. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, this one is a little quieter, I would say. Um, this one involves people praying for you to get your vision back or something. I could say if you asked a blind person how many times somebody prayed over them for so that their eyesight could come back, I think you would get like a 99% reaction of them saying, yep, I've had that happen before. And I'm telling you, I've had it happen before. And when I've told them to stop because it was weird and extremely uncomfortable, they got offended. And then they started trading insults and just called me all types of names and said all types of crazy wild things to me because I didn't want them praying over my vision. First of all, I was born like this. So there's not nothing about getting anything back that was never there. So you can't get back something you never had. So what are you actually doing? Like you're wasting your time. And even if you had lost it, okay, somebody in their lousy prayers is not going to make it come back. It's gone. It's gone. And you've learned to live with it like that. Or you've never had it and you've learned to adjust. And that's just your life. It doesn't make you a miserable person or a mean, disabled individual because you don't want somebody putting their dirty hands on your eyes or touching any part of your body so that you could see again or see for the first time. Like, oh my gosh, let me cover your eyes so that I can pray for you to get your eyesight back. I'm like, can you get the fuck away from me? Like... You're making me uncomfortable and you're embarrassing me right now. Like, move. So one day, I was at the U.S. Bank um, next to Certix in Southeast Minneapolis. So for those of you who know the Southeast Minneapolis area fairly well, there's a place, a cheese place, and a winery and cheese place called like Certix. And then there's Lund and Byerly's. And then there's uh, U.S. Bank a little further up. And then there's the Wells Fargo and Congo Latin Bistro in that area. Um, Just there, minding my own business, doing some bank stuff. And as I'm on my way out the door, and I was on my way to go get a chocolate cake for somebody's birthday. This is in like December or something. Um... I get stopped by this total stranger who looks like like she used to be like a complete hippie or something that found a Bible and just fell in love with it. Nothing wrong with anybody, you know, reading the Bible or believing in a certain religion. I just, I don't have a problem with it. It's totally fine. But my issue with folks like this is when they believe so strongly in something and they start putting their hands on you and things like that it's it's like an invasion of my personal space and it's absolutely offensive like don't touch me you didn't even if you asked I would still tell you no because I don't know you and even if I didn't know you I still wouldn't want you doing that to me because it's not going to work 
if you were supposed to be blind, then that's just what it is. If you, ah, whatever. I'm not just not going to go into the whole like crazy part about. So she stops me as I'm making my way out the door. And she's like, hey, I'm going to pray for you so that you could get your eyesight back. And then she like does this double take and she goes, oh, and you have deafness. Wow. So now I'm going to pray for you to get your hearing back too so that you can hear good. Yeah, I have a hearing aid in my ear. I don't hear very well. So I use amplification devices. So you learn to adjust. Um, So she goes, I'm going to pray for you to get your hearing and your eyesight back. And then when I'm done praying, you're going to be able to see and you're going to be able to hear again. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, cool. Not. Don't touch me at all. Like, get the fuck away from me. For real. Um, She starts trying and I'm like, don't touch me. Like, move your hands away from my ears. Don't touch me. Don't touch no part of me. And then she's like, well, dang, that's probably... Sorry about that. I had someone walk in, but as I was saying, um, I was at US Bank and I was telling her, just like trying to keep her from touching, like don't touch me. And then she proceeds and does this total ableist thing and starts going, well, that's good. You probably deserve to be blind. And that's why you're like that. You probably did something horrible in your past life. Um, Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, It is so illegal to punch you in the throat right now. It is extremely illegal. And the only reason why you didn't get hit in your throat is because of the law. But you also need to realize that your useless prayers are not needed. No offense to everyone that likes to pray and, you know, believe in things. But you got to understand that, yes, you might probably feel like you can pray for someone to get back to how they were or gain something back. But when you start to touch people, like physically touch them, it's going to become a problem. It's going to become a can of problems. Like keep your hands to yourself. Keep your body to yourself, period. Because you're not needed. It's not welcomed. Okay? So ask first. If they say no, don't get upset and don't be an ableist. And just keep your hands in your personal space bubble and move away, period. Now, that's the easiest way to not be called an ableist is just to keep your hands to yourself and understand that your beliefs may not work with other people. Keep it to yourself. No one believes in the same thing you believe in. So just stop. Cut that shit out. It's done. It's history. It's finito. Give it a break. So, you know, pray all you want. You know, if someone was born like that, there's nothing you can do to undo the way they were born. And don't tell them that because they didn't want your prayer that the way that they were born is from a past life crime that they committed or oh even worse i've heard where 
Another blind person said to me something that was really kind of messed up, but I obviously I said something right back to her. Um, <laughs> I always, you know, make sure I have something to say in return. Nobody walks away without a return response, especially when they want to, when they think they're being funny and they're not. Um, so it was this lady that used to be sighted and she used to be able to see. And then all of a sudden, 50 something years of her whole life later, she is not able to see no more. And so she kind of has this like weird, dinky uh, vibe about her. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess it must really suck to be from 2020 vision to no light perception at all or whatever. Um, So she said to me, well, maybe when you were born, you couldn't decide if you wanted to be deaf or blind or so now you're just like half of both. And I'm like, well, at least I still have some remaining vision left. What do you have to show for yourself? Sting. (laughs) So she actually thought that she was going to hurt my feelings, but instead she ended up getting her feelings hurt. And so she went to go cry. A fully grown adult that was insulting a 20-something-year-old at the time, thinking that she was going to hurt my feelings. I mean, I grew up this way. I've heard plenty of people say horrible things about me. When I was young, they used to say really horrible things. I mean, they still do. And it used to hurt my feelings, but I don't. I think of even more offensive things to say in return. So, and I said, well... At least when I look outside, I could see the sun. What do you get to see? Nothing. (laughs) And she got all mad and she went to go cry. I'm like, good. Never going to insult me again. Like, don't even talk to me again. So like four or five years later, we don't talk to each other anymore. We're not even now. And I still hear stories about how she, every time she talks about me, she starts to poo-hoo and cry about what I said. But, but, you know, remember, what did you say to me first for me to say that? I don't just say stuff to people for nothing. There are also ableists within the community of people with disabilities, too. So I just have to put that out there. So if you have any stories to share about ableists getting mad at you because you refuse their help politely even, please feel free to share them. I want to hear all about them. interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like um, hundreds of episodes ago you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com and I'll say it again casu305 at Outlook.com.
Now, to move on to the second subject um, about the Georgia lawmaker who wants to pass a bill that would prevent guys from getting access to birth control. Well, not birth control. Fucking uh, Viagra and also prevent them from getting access to a vasectomy the same way that women are being denied access to birth control and abortions. Well, I think it's an equal distribution of a disservice, to be quite honest. Because there are rooms full of male, uh, rooms full of lawmakers that are making decisions about women's body parts. And there's just a bunch, it's a room full of old prune men, old pervertive men who have done nothing but sit in their dusty little offices with their little suits on and that's it, making laws about what girls and women can have access to. So now there's a, a woman in Georgia who plans on doing the same thing to guys. No vasectomies and no Viagra because some idiot said it's a God will if, you know, a girl ended up pregnant at like 13. How? Really? So that means you want to take away her access to abortions and birth control because you think it's a God will that she ends up pregnant at 13? Really? Oh, wow, dude. You probably didn't read the book Boundaries of Her Body because you're a fucking moron. So I think that guys or you know men who think that way should not have access to Viagra. It's a god will that you end up with a limp dick. Yep. An empty banana peel. <laughs> it is a well-deserved disservice to you that you stay with an empty banana peel for a limp dick. You want to make decisions on women's ovaries and how she does anything with her life and you get to walk around perfectly fine. Uh Uh-uh. We're going to give you the same disservice. You're going to walk around with your empty banana peel, limp dick ass, and you're never going to get to have sex the way you would want ever again. So, oh goodness. If you guys want to read that book, Boundaries of Her Body, it's a giant textbook. It's about 300 something dollars on Amazon. And it gives you all of the information about, you know, women's histories and what we have gone through to create, you know, deal with the whole Roe v. Wade thing and how we gained access to all the things that we have now that are being taken away. So with all this stupidity going on with guys making decisions on women's body parts that they know nothing about, I guess the human race can become extinct now because nobody's having kids with a creepy crawler who thinks that 13-year-olds should have kids and that it's perfectly fine if she got raped or something. And that's a big, that's a huge problem. 
And you don't throw that word rape around very easily, very often at all. It's a serious matter. And they're just trying to turn it into something that looks like a game. It's not a game. And not to be really like harsh about it. Actually, you know, I don't even give a shit. How about this? While they're getting a vasectomy, perhaps they clip off the other nut sack too. Now you can't have anything at all. (laughs) You're just stuck with an empty banana peel. That's only for people who think that it's okay to impregnate 13 year olds or you think that women should not have access to birth control or you think that they should not have access to abortions. You deserve to be stuck with a limp dick, limp dick for the rest of your life or empty banana peel as we call it. Can't do nothing. Nothing at all except piss from it. It's about as useless as you. (laughs) Anyways, please remain uncomfortable when it comes to the idea of you thinking that as a guy with that kind of mentality, thinking that you, you have a right to take away access to birth control or abortions. Um, you don't get to do that. It's her body. That's why the book is called Boundaries of Her Body. Her body, not his. Her. Okay? Her. You are not a her. You don't get to decide what she does and how often she does anything so anywho if you want the article is going to be in this uh podcast segment when it comes to talking about the podcast um you can read more about it it's factual information um it's a um a Georgia lawmaker and she is definitely I hope that she actually does go through with it and it continues to make progress and it goes she didn't get a chance to file because she missed the deadline or they didn't tell her when the deadline was because they wanted to inconvenience it so she will get a chance to do it again and I want to follow that And I want to make sure, and I just hope a lot of people find out about it and it actually becomes something that happens beyond Georgia and it spreads further out because there's a lot of these guys walking around thinking they could do whatever they want. Nah, we're going to have to put a stop that shit in its tracks and end it immediately. It's ridiculous. So... Thanks for listening if you've made it this far through the podcast. Share your stories about ableist being weird and follow the lawmaker in Georgia who is trying to pass a bill that would deny access to Viagra and vasectomies to guys the same way they have denied access to birth control and abortions for women. Yep. Hi, hi Casper. Hi. 
I have to introduce myself to you, which I'm so happy to do. I'm Jay Siobhan. I just found you in an interview with Coupon Queen Pen, and I have to say I loved you guys' interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the segment about being unapologetically you, and that should be a book. <laughs> That you should write or a topic of your next podcast about being unapologetically you. Okay. And why apologize for being you when you're, when you yourself is so inspiring, so extraordinary. You have an extraordinary life and you're striving and it's such a blessing. And I just would love to work with you one day, you know, which would be up to you, but I would love to work with you one day. I love your spirit. So I'm wishing you love, showing you love, blessings and much more success. Okay. And you have another listener. I'm here and I'm happy to be with all of them. Hey, thank you so much for your message. I love your podcast. Um, I definitely favorite your podcast. Um, please feel free to check out mine and hit the favorite button if you like what you hear. Um, thanks again. I love what you're doing on Anchor. 